0: Hello, and welcome to The Alt-Left.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to The Alt-Left. This is episode 94.
2: I'm your host, Chris, and with me is the good Reverend Dr. K. Good evening, everyone. And Drew is here. Good, whenever you happen to be listening to this. Well, it's um, evening I'm now. Sorry, and-
0: hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I was gonna say this. It, this is evening. It's evening for us. I don't care when they're
1: listening. In, in fact, I mean, no, I do. I actually do care. Uh, my religion states that people should only listen to us in the evening. And therefore, I will force those religious beliefs onto others because this is America. And yeah. since Kay and I both agree that it's evening, regardless in Jerusalem, the minority, we have declared this an evening uh, nation. And that is how it was always intended. Well, fine, I'll bow to the majority.
0: Fucking goddamn right.
1: Democracy. But let's talk about what we really came here to talk about. Let's talk about the Supreme Court, SCOTUS, the will of the people, the last bastion of democracy, the torch holders of all that is good in the world. Uh, Are we talking about the same Supreme Court?
0: Uh, Yeah, man, you are fucking reaching on that count. Holy shit. I guess my sarcasm will keep
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh no
0: no <laughs> i got the sarcasm man just like
1: you were laying out it a little thick right there my friend that's how the supreme court views themselves so why not <laughs> i suppose but yeah this the supreme court's doing some bullshit right now uh drew you really wanted to talk about the uh the case about gays online corrupting noble independent business people entrepreneurial spirit
2: being crushed by those queerosexuals I do, yeah. Uh, the case, which was argued on Monday, is uh, called 303 Creative LLC versus Alainis, which goes against the uh, Colorado uh, law. It was the uh, same anti discrimination law that uh, that cake vendor brought up a few years ago and was decided narrowly, more on grounds of how the procedure, um, how the uh, law was applied, rather than the merits of the case itself. This one, uh, the uh, um, plaintiff argues that the websites that she creates could be used for like same-sex marriage or, as she's putting it, anything (gasps) that uh, she finds personally objectionable, and so she should not have to build a website for somebody under those circumstances. Now, it should be clear to note that she hasn't actually built one for anybody. There hasn't been a gay couple who has come to her to uh, ask for her services. This is entirely preemptive. It's really, she is creating templates. It's like having a uh, WordPress You know, when you go, if you're setting up a website through them, you've got a list of templates and themes that you can choose. That's what she has created, where people will pay for that service, and then basically they tell her what they want to uh, go in where. So she is preemptively saying, I shouldn't have to even worry about this being a possibility based off of the Colorado discrimination law. It uh, has obviously worked its way to the Supreme Court, and all six conservative justices seem like they're going to side with her during questioning, most of them gave her leading questions to kind of have her shy away from a religious argument and more to this is stifling her free speech as an artist. So she should be able to create her websites however she likes, regardless of what uh, her personal feelings may be to uh, somebody's uh, sexual orientation. But the liberal justices were quick to point out that that could just as easily be used for discrimination against race or religion.
0: So, so she's afraid of the queermos. And so she's like, preemptively, I don't want to be forced to have to work with these people. So I don't want to like, I don't understand how this gets to the Supreme court preemptively.
1: She's protecting herself from the gay agenda. They're coming for your websites, dude. They're coming for your HTML. Like, sure, first, it's just a little fucking blog spot. The next thing you know, Comic Sans is only in Rainbow. I I just don't understand how this is preemptive
0: anything, if that makes sense. Like, how, how do you preemptively say that you don't want to have to work with gay people or minorities or whatever, and then take that to the fucking Supreme Court. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense to
1: well, me. Well, I mean, I assume she stated it on her site and her user agreement, and someone has filed suit. So so has
2: someone filed suit, or...? I don't believe so. Everything that I've read about it has said that there isn't anything on here. It's when she was setting up uh, the sites in the first place, she came across that uh, her opinion might go against the Colorado law, and so she has sued to undo it. like it is not even that someone no, has so sued her so she she is, filed suit. So she sued is the yeah. state to be allowed to do this yeah she has not been sued she is the one suing she uh, basically she looked at the, on this and like well this is going to harm my personal beliefs so i'm going to go ahead and sue the state and uh, then she has uh gone, got backing from uh, one of the various right wing law firms and <laughs> I know there have been uh, amicus briefs that have been filed with uh, other states and I believe even Ted Cruz again being the shit heel that he is has filed a friend of the court brief in support of this case as well.
0: Wow. See well and that's where I was kind of confused. It's like was somebody filing suit against her or like but if she's simply filing suit to say that look I I don't agree with this law. I think I should be able to discriminate against people I, th- that makes no fucking sense. Like, wh- it what, doesn't. How, how would she, just... how would she even know that somebody was using the templates that she's got on her website to make a website that is something that she doesn't like, uh, that goes against something that she doesn't like, like how does that even make any fucking sense?
1: Well, okay. Uh, if, if I, well, hold on real quick. I would actually like to interject a, And I know I'm I'm a a white man making a devil's uh, advocate argument here. But how is this too far different than Twitter banning Kanye West? And I'm being serious. We are talking about a private platform that has decided what someone is doing is hateful and wrong and dangerous. And as a private company with their user agreement has banned the person and will not serve them. I don't agree with this person. I'm not saying this is right. What I am pointing out, it is we on the left like to constantly admonish the right for crying about the lack of freedom of speech when they go onto private platforms to spread their fucking hate. This business owner of a private business is choosing to not platform certain messages. Yeah. So how do you, how, how do the two comply with each other? Okay. Well, no, no, I, I well, like I said I was kind of confused
0: as to like how this came about. Like it, it seemed as at first that like someone was suing her to keep her from or, or to force her no, into in. No, doing I, I get that,
1: but we're we're moving on. We're saying you, we're talking about what bullshit this is, and I'm pointing out the legal argument that if a, if we're going to say that a private platform has the right to police itself and the messages that other users create on their own pages of social media. How is this different? Oh, I, I don't
0: think that it is. I think that, I think the, the waste of time here is that it got to the Supreme Court.
2: I would say the difference is that it, uh, from all appearances, from what I've been able to read, she is not hosting the websites after they're created. Basically, she's just giving them the code for them to then host and post wherever um, they're going to using whatever other server they're going to. Basically, she is creating a piece of art which is then paid for by somebody else and then used somewhere else not even used by her it may have her name on it as she is the one who technically created it but she is not the one responsible for any of of the content because she is not the one that is hosting
1: so wait so she has no involvement in the creation of the page itself she has simply
2: written the source code and that is all uh everything for the initial template itself there is a clause that it can be that if you want something specific, you can hire her to do that. But if you want to just use the template, you can just pay her for the template. But she doesn't even want to do that.
1: Because I suppose that's kind of the only difference I can see is that if she has no, if there is no service, you know, happening here at all, right? Um, then, yes, you can't, you know, you can't say that she, You can't say that she's refusing service to be or sorry, K, at that I apologize. Mm hmm. If she is not providing a specific service of crafting a website and simply she does not want to let her source code be used by gay people, then yes, you can absolutely make a discriminatory argument for that one because she's simply not selling a product. But if she is hosting it at all, I think that's where the argument comes to and if her name is tied to it. And so I think it really kind of comes down to is what's her involvement? Because like my thought again, and I don't agree with this person, but. An artist has the right to not create anything for anybody. You know, no one has an obligation. Again, and if you were, let's, let's spin this left and right, right? Let's say there were neo-Nazis trying to make Nazi websites with the
2: source code. How would we feel about her suit then? Actually, that argument did come up. Uh, it came up rather hand-fistedly from uh, Justice Alito, has made the argument, he uh, used a really kind of far-fetched analogy of a Black Santa doing a Christmas photo in which uh, the client wanted to add a child-wearing Klan robes. And his, the question he posed there was, would that be, uh, would you, you be allowed to discriminate on those who well, have... Well, lines instead of, say, just religion or disagreeing with whether or not somebody wants to get married. And I can sort of see the point there, but I think the difference is between somebody wanting to get married and using your services for that and somebody literally making hate propaganda. There are degrees that any reasonable person should be able to reach.
1: There are, but this is, we're talking about legal precedent. And with the Supreme Court, reasonability isn't a a solution. It really isn't. I mean, we've, we've used that on obscenity laws, and look where that's gotten us. Like, the idea of reason, especially when you're talking about someone who doesn't believe gay people have the right to use source code, and someone who wants to put clan members on Christmas cards, like, we're not in an age of dealing with reasonable people, and we have a very split culture. And so, what one half of this nation views as reasonable is not what the other half of this nation views as reasonable. And again, I don't like taking the point to defend her, but I'm sorry, I do believe that you have the right to say, I do not want my creation being used for something destructive and hateful. Now, is gay marriage destructive and hateful? Of course not. But she believes it is. And so if we are going to say we should be deplatforming Nazis and they should be censured off of most social media sites and they should be shoved back into the dark holes they come from, we, and again, this is a centrist argument that I hate making, but this is one of those where it's like a private person has the right to decide
2: that someone else is wrong and they don't want to serve them. And I kind of understand that. Uh, another point that uh, Justice Sotomayor gave as an example was uh, a, this was a case from you know several decades ago that uh, there was a restaurant owner who preserved oh uh, who proposed to serve black customers just through a to go window because his religion compelled him to segregate them. Would that also then be allowed through this?
1: No, but that's what I'm saying is I think there's a difference between providing a specific service and refusing clientele. Versus someone using your IP. And for me, that's where the difference is. Like, for instance, I do not believe that person should be, be able to refuse service on a gay wedding cake, right? Because that's someone who's actually simply producing a service. This person created an, uh, uh, an IP and it has their name and their brand on it they don't want to associate it with. And I guess you could kind of make that argument for a cake, but I think that one's pretty weak. This isn't a store refusing service to a certain clientele. This is someone saying, I don't want my stuff hosting that. And so, again, not that I think she's right, but it worries me the implication. And again, slippery slope arguments are logical fallacies unless you're talking about legal precedent, in which case it's a very real argument to make. Yeah. The Supreme Court sets precedent for the nation. And so if we're going to say that you 100% absolutely have to let anybody host any ideas they want online using your stuff, that's going to bring about a whole bunch of Nazi shit all over the place that I'm worried about.
2: Yeah, it is. But I think if they rule in her favor, the opposite is going to be true. And a lot of leftist thought is going to be banned because of it. Leftist thoughts are already banned. Yeah, but it's going to become even more blatant, and I think it is going to move into more racial lines and even religious lines that don't uh, adhere to our, um, our status as a Christian nation. Yeah,
1: and and I think that's actually a fair point as well. Um, again, my, my concern isn't this you know, precedent of going forward of, of issues like this one. My I guess my worry is this getting twisted uh, for right-wingers to discriminate. It's going
2: to get twisted for right wingers. We're not discriminating. That's the entire. Uh, it's going. Uh, yeah, but that's going to happen. That's in. That's the entire point of this lawsuit in the first place. It's going to give right wingers license to do this short- sort of shit more and more in the future.
1: And I guess now that I think about it, there's no win on this one, honestly, because no matter which way it rules, it's it's a victory for the right because if let's say she wins, right. Then all of a sudden, the right has the right to discriminate against anybody using a website or a source code or anything like that. And if she loses, to be able to promote hate speech, racism, sexism, misogyny, that kind of thing, and say, "Look, it's it's already the Supreme Court's already ruled that you can't stop me from doing this."
2: Oh, I agree. It's a win-win no matter what happens. And even the uh, liberal justices, when they were questioning, tended to focus more on whether or not this is her being forced to. Uh, Compromise her own creative vision, or if she is simply fulfilling the will of a customer demand. And again, I don't necessarily agree with that because I agree with you. If somebody has created a piece of, for lack of a better term, art, they should be able to decide how and where that gets
1: posted. And and yeah, I guess I agree with you, Drew. That that it is—it's a shit argument either way. That yes, someone who has created something, whether that's you could call it art, you call it just an IP, you call it a protocol, whatever they should have the right to have it not fall into others' hands or or at least be used according to their wishes as best possible. And that it's also horseshit to let somebody hold a marginalized group hostage.
0: Because that's what they're doing, is they're just holding preemptively a marginalized group hostage. It's not like this has even happened yet. She's, She's suing in advance of I don't want to be forced to do this in the future. It just seems odd to me that like that someone would go through the time and effort to, to do this preemptively. It seems like it's only politically motivated to me that it has very little to do with her own real actual intellectual property. And it has everything to do with just being bigoted in the first place.
2: I'm willing yeah. to even grant that it is probably some uh, something like uh, sincerely held beliefs on her part. I don't agree with those beliefs, but I can acknowledge that she probably has them. I I doubt that this was even her idea to bring the lawsuit in the first place. I think uh, it, yeah. she was approached by one. Uh, again, I know that uh, there is an adv- advocacy group that is suing on her behalf. And I'm sure they approached her when she first started asking questions about it. It's like, you know. We can use this to our advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Or
1: maybe just when she first got blowback, they came to her because they heard about it. Who knows? But again, I just, I see, quote unquote, the good victory of her being forced to. And it's like, okay, well, then what happens when someone sues a synagogue for not allowing their Hitler-themed wedding? Like, right. And I agree. There is a common sense line to draw. Clearly, that's unacceptable. However, this is a SCOTUS ruling. We don't draw common sense from them. This is by the letter. They are interpreting the freedoms in the Constitution. That gets muddy either way. Mm -hmm. True. Why should a Jewish synagogue be forced to uh, uh, be allowed to discriminate
2: against Nazis? It would not surprise me if in the next few years that argument does get made.
1: Well, But that's where I see this going if she loses. I see that going there either way. Fair enough. Yeah. Because the thing is you can't claim religious grounds. Nazis is a political affiliation. It does not there is nothing in the Torah about uh about Nazis. And so they don't have a religious argument to stand on. They have a common sense argument to stand on 100%. And if we lived in a intelligent compassionate nation where hate speech was illegal, We wouldn't have to worry about any of this. And I think that's kind of the takeaway here, is that this is all around because hate speech is legal. Correct. Yeah, definitely. You know, and then if you make unlawful hate speech, then you don't have to worry about forcing non-discriminatory practices, because then you are not harming anyone for taking down hate speech, which I believe that's where the protection should lie. The protection should lie on the discrimination of hate
2: speech. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, definitely, no, I would agree as well.
1: Now, there is another SCOTUS ruling going on right now that I want to talk about. Um, and it's a it's a hell of a case. It really is. Uh, so there's the case of Moore versus Harper, right? And what that's gone on is in... Is it North Carolina or South Carolina? I think it's North, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, so in North Carolina... Uh, I don't know. Okay, fine. North dumb fuckistan. They have... Obviously, the state there's a big thing it has been going on for quite a while was they they gerrymandered the shit out of their um, out of their congressional districts. And that went before the state Supreme Court and the state Supreme Court went, holy fuck, no, redo it. They went multiple times to try to get it re-gerrymandered and were shot down every time it went to federal courts where they were like, holy shit, no, this is awful. Um, And it has now gone to the Supreme Court because I mean, gerrymandering itself is ridiculous, but this, this is to gerrymandering what gerrymandering is to normalcy. Like this is, it is gone down as pretty much the worst gerrymandered map anyone has ever seen. It's just, it's just egregious.
0: Yeah. I think that's the, uh, the, a really good word to describe how they, they drew these lines. It's just, it's egregious gerrymandering
1: yeah 100 percent. and i i I mean i think congressional district lines are awful we all know that gerrymandering is terrible it should be done geographically and without and without regard to population but that doesn't matter it's not the world we live in um anyway so they have sued and there is this there's a political theory called the independent state legislature theory and i know that's that's a mouthful this is going back to like constitutional absolutist kind of arguments right like the whole point of this is that, well, it specifically says in the clause that, you know, it could only go to the legislature. And I actually hold on, I looked it up with the actual like what the actual text textual basis is. Here we go. OK, so it says um, in the Constitution, the times, places and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But the Congress may, at any time, by law, make or alter such regulations, except as to the places causing of, of choosing senators. Um, and then there's a second part they are point to, uh, which is Article Two, Section One, Clause Two. The first one was Article One, Section Four, Clause One. The second one is Article Two, Section One, Clause Two where it says, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in the Congress. But no senator or representative or person holding an office of trust or profit under the United States shall be appointed an elector. So what this means is they're saying, see, because it says it's only the legislature, therefore it is illegal and wrong for the state Supreme Court to have intervened, right? Right. That that's their that that's basically the point they're going with, and they are trying to make that law that state courts can no longer not even federal courts either courts can no longer uh, determine uh, elections, electoral votes, um, or election processes. Right? The thing is, what they're it's kind of. It's kind of like when people are like, well, the Democrats were the ones who were the original slaveholders and they were the Confederates. And it's like, well, yes, if you literally want to just use the word Democrat and not realize that the two sides, that, that both parties have actually switched viewpoints after the Civil War, blah, you know, in the Nixon era, blah, blah, blah. That was the point. Legislature did not mean the elected legislature, regardless of courts or executives. That's not what they meant. They literally meant the government of the state. That is what that mm-hmm. sentence actually means. When they wrote that legislature cause, it was not to say only the state Congress can do this and no one else. And it's pretty ridiculous. And even like the Supreme Court justices on the left of the liberal side have come out and said that's not at all what they mean whatsoever. But that's the basis they're going off of. That's that's their justification fight. And it's absolute horseshit. But the problem is this is this is a bigger issue. It's not just about that. It's what does this mean? Because this and this has been floated before this was floated during the Trump election is if this theory is allowed to go through, this gets rid of all checks and balances on elections. This means the only authority is the state legislature by definition now. So the state Senate has full justification over this. And the problem with that is the state Senate, if they are all one party, and we know which party would do this, could just simply decide the election wasn't right. They could just say, well, the people in the state voted Democrat. We don't believe that's right. And anybody with uh, a name that sounds too dark or too Jewy is out. And uh, their votes don't count. And we're bringing back Trump. All hail the God King. And if this gets put through the Supreme Court, if Moore v. Harper goes that way, that is exactly what will happen. All electoral votes of any state um, that happens to have a red legislature
2: will go that way. Now, there is some encouraging news. I say that, you know, somewhat reluctantly, but uh, it would appear that both Amy Coney Barrett and uh, Chief Justice Roberts look at this entire argument and just kind of call it for the horseshit that it is so it seems yes. like the two of them are not in any way shape or form on the side of the uh, north carolina well, bear is uh, a question mark she and uh, she is but it seems like during their questioning it uh, was Roberts that is the it one seems like it out. yeah uh, during questioning it uh, seems like her line of questioning seemed to indicate that she was much more skeptical on it than particularly the other four justices who have come out in the past saying that now this makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So yes, she is the swing, but it, at the moment it seems like she will side more against the insanity.
1: Yeah. Well, and and Thomas already did like Thomas is already a big one on it. Yeah, no, I, I read a bunch
0: on this and every outlet that I saw was calling it five to four, uh, in terms of the justices. So I, Everyone is saying that that it's not going to pass five to four. So we'll we'll see. I
1: I, I guess it depends because because I guess it's really Kavanaugh's the one I don't know because Kavanaugh has didn't join in dissent against uh, the 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 gerrymandering, the but he has also said that it, it, he's he that he's it, he gets it. Um, he has made several quotes. I can't. I don't know what they are now. But he's basically made several quotes saying that this actually has merit and it's worth listening to, and there could be some truth to it. So it's like. He didn't put, he's not like, uh, he's not like, you know, Thomas, right? Who has come out and been like, I think white people are great. Like, no, he hasn't like come out and been really hardcore right wing about it and supported yeah. it. And he did not join the dissent to stop the the map from going. So it's like, there is that. But on the other hand, he has literally said on multiple occasions that this has merit. And so Amy Coney Barrett, I agree with you, is also a maybe, but she's definitely a maybe on the right side where I would be a little more surprised. But Kavanaugh, I just don't know. That's a coin toss, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So He likes beer. I would say it's probably either going to be 5-4, possibly 6-3, but probably 5-4. There is the other possibility that they will narrowly find in favor where they can say that, yeah, you can do this to your own legislature, but since Congress ultimately has authority over federal elections, you can't do it for federal elections. But even getting that foot in the door would set a dangerous precedent. Yeah, Politico did a
1: good um, article on that one that I read earlier, uh, where they're basically saying that like this this would basically never open the door for federal elections, but would still fuck over states if it did pass narrowly. An and that's still scary as shit.
0: Because well, any state, if they are one way or the other in terms of mostly Republican or mostly Democrat, th- it will
2: never change. Which most of well, them are. But, I mean, pretty much every state. There are relatively few what would be considered swing yeah, states? The state legislature. yeah. There's very few but that's that are changing purple, all the
1: but, time. I mean, I mean, Texas has gotten real fucking purple lately.
0: Yeah, but they are predominantly red, and if this were to pass, they would never go purple or blue ever. Like it just yeah, wouldn't happen because because they would have a stranglehold on this, uh, the ability to just name whoever the fuck they want, and if they're in majority by even one vote in that particular case. It it, it yeah. won't change.
1: And even if it stops them from doing things like throwing out votes they don't like in federal elections, they could still set their voting standards. So they could say, mm-hmm. Okay, fine, but voting has to happen on a Wednesday between the hours of ten AM and two PM only. No mail in ballots, no absentee, nothing. To ensure that only retired senior citizens are voting. Like they could do that. And that would absolutely still shift federal elections, even if they're not throwing votes out. And so this is Yeah. Again, it it just it terrifies me the power of the Supreme Court sometimes because the Supreme Court of Brown versus Board of Education is no more. You know, the the Supreme Court that was here to to right wrongs and to understand the spirit of the Constitution and to side on the side of the American people is toast. The Supreme Court has single handedly destroyed democracy already in this country. I mean, they already allowed Citizens United to pass. Now they, they, what was it last year where they put forth that like, now you can even keep contributing after the election's over. Like, mm-hmm. They have legalized bribery on every level for no reason. And so the idea that the Supreme court's now going to be the, uh, I don't know, is they're now going to be the, the, the vanguard of freedom is horseshit. Um, I, I don't trust them at all. And it, 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 I don't know. The fact there's even hope here, I guess is a miracle. But this idea that we would all... I mean, here's the thing. I think states already have too much power. I would actually like to see all power of the states removed. I would like to see federal election standards. Yep, I agree. I would like to see all primaries happen at the same time. I would like to see all voting happen at the same time. And I would like to see federal standards that do not change per state whatsoever. I don't
2: want state authorities having any power over elections. I can agree with that. Um, To pull it out there just as a hypothetical for a compromise would you go uh, would you sweeten the pot to have people agree if they also included say national id for it uh actually i am for voter id as
1: long as it is completely and 100 percent paid for and done by the government
2: i agree with that as well i think our current current system of uh, particularly when it comes to like our social security is completely and utterly outdated Uh, everybody should just be Issued a government ID, it should have your relevant information, including your social security. So when it comes time for things like, say, getting a stimulus in the event of a global pandemic, it can just immediately go to you literally as soon as it it is authorized. Yeah. And I think that that, uh, I think it absolutely should be could be something that could be used for election. And again, it does need to be entirely free.
0: Now, I I have no idea about this, but I'm curious how many other countries have like state or territory IDs versus like a a federal identification. You know what I mean? Here in the United States we do. I don't know, does Canada? Or do no, they just have uh, they, do they just have a Canadian identification? You no, know? they have
2: problems. Like,
1: do that well, when like
0: it comes to things like there. identifications?
2: Uh when it comes to things like driver's license, yeah, I believe they do have like provincial ID. It'd be similar to like a state okay. driver's license. Yeah, yeah, it's just I it believe kind in of that.
0: curious to me in terms of, like, what's the fucking point of having state ID versus just a federal ID? What's the fucking point of having states? Well, I, I agree with you there as well, but.
1: Like, states are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, the I, idea I of independent states is dumb as shit. If we're all part of a federalized system, then why the fuck do we even have state governments? Or at least a state government that can change its own laws. Like, I am okay with a state – government. like, I'm okay with municipal law, that kind of thing. Like, if you yeah. want to put a voter initiative on the ballot, fine. But when it comes to any of the big stuff, like, I don't believe state government should have any huge power whatsoever. I think their power yeah. should be limited, and it should be set for local matters only. States should not be allowed to – Decide their minimum wage. States should not be allowed to decide their housing rights. They should not be allowed to decide uh, travel restrictions or identification. They should not be allowed to decide rights of individuals like marry, drug use, anything like that. They should not have any say over or over the legal system in terms of like crime and punishment like... Um, The the criminal proceedings, that shouldn't be state at all. Prisons should not be state-run at all. None of this. Anything that affects the livelihood, the freedoms, or the well-being of a citizen has no business being part of the state. Agreed. That is the federal government's job only, as far as
2: I'm concerned. It should be, but in order to enforce that sort of thing, you would have to either add several constitutional amendments or throughout the entire Constitution and start from scratch, which there is certainly merit to that. There is merit to that. let's do it. But... In order to ratify it, would still, again, go back to the states, and there's going to be all sorts of fucked up shit that the conservatives would want to add in in order to make it... Oh,
1: 100%. I'm saying that is the flaw in the American, um, uh, uh, the American federalized system, is the fact that the states were ever granted this power. They were granted too much power from the get-go, and because of that, that power will never be relinquished, because it requires the states to relinquish
2: their own power willingly. Yeah, because we are not actually one country. We are 50 countries stra- unzipped up under trench coat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, we yeah. <laughs> had we had a chance to do that after the Civil War. Lincoln had the chance to do that. He he, he wanted to bring the states in so badly, which I think was ridiculous. Um, I think those states should have been absolutely crushed. Their legislature, I mean, like, honestly, like all of their 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 legislators, legislators should be drugged out of the street and publicly hung. They should have completely wiped the governmental system at all levels and then only rebuilt it after they had reorganized the federal system. Because once they had the entire North in line and the South was in shambles, that was the time to reorganize the Constitution. Because then all the states can ratify what makes sense, and then the South can choose to join or to be territories.
2: Their choice. And that could have possibly happened. Of course, he got shot before that even... Oh, he constantly. wouldn't have. We give Lincoln too much credit. Lincoln was a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm not saying he would have done so willingly. I'm saying the radical Republicans could have held his feet to the fire and forced him to be a bit harsher than Andrew Johnson was when he took
1: over. I mean, well, Andrew Johnson was an absolute piece of shit. Uh, he was worse than Lincoln. He but was. The point is that Lincoln literally like walked around and saying, I don't think Negroes are smart enough to vote. This guy was not the guy to do it. It's a shame. Because it would have been really cool if, like, um, not Thurgood Marshall. Who am I thinking of? The um, Thaddeus Stevens. Kick-ass. Huh? Yes, Thaddeus Stevens. Thank you. Like, if Thaddeus Stevens had been president, that shit would have been done. All hail Thaddeus Stevens. We have the wrong fucking Civil War hero in this country as far as I'm concerned. And Uncle Billy was great, but he also pretty fucked up to indigenous people like we talked about in the last episode. He wasn't perfect either. But, man, Thaddeus Stevens, that guy was a fucking G. And I would have liked to have seen him. Bring his cane and beat everyone to death with it and start a new <laughs> Thaddeus Stevens monarchy
2: and and start the new government that way. Because it would have been fucking glorious. Fun little historical tidbit, Thaddeus Stevens was actually the floor manager during Johnson's impeachment. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That didn't was he rock happen. hard the entire time? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he was close to death the entire time. <laughs> but he still showed up even though he knew it was going to kill him to go make speeches out on the floor.
1: You know, I just, I just, every time I hear something new about Thaddeus Stevens, I just fucking respect him more. He's one of my favorite, like historical figures in American politics. I love Thaddeus Stevens. Like I, I would just, I don't know. Like everyone talks about like having lunch with historical figures. Like I want to go smoke a joint with Thaddeus Stevens and John Brown and just fucking hang out and talk about killing white people. And it would have been dope. <laughs> That does sound like a fun day. Uh, But that is the kind of people our country used to breed. And we just don't. And it's not even like, again, Thaddeus Stevens was not the majority. He was a, a minority. But it's like, think of the furthest left senators we have and no one was like him. I mean, fucking AOC voted against the rights of train workers to strike. Like, put that in mind. AOC said, fuck the train employees. Fuck the railway workers. She voted to be a strike breaker. She's a goddamn scab. And she's considered like one of the more left. I don't, I didn't, I think Rashida Tlaib did not. Um, I actually didn't see how, um, uh, what's her name, voted. Uh, uh, I checked, believe but.
2: Rashida Tlaib is the only one of the squad that voted again, uh, I voted in favor of it.
1: Okay. So Ilian
2: Omar voted um, to break the strike? Yes.
1: That's a goddamn shame. Ilhan Omar's been, a, I've, she's been one of the Democrats I've been holding out hope with. All right. We don't have them anymore. We don't have Thaddeus Stevens anymore. By the way, anybody who's concerned about this, just start looking up Thaddeus Stevens. He was was just fucking amazing. He was just awesome in every way. I could do an entire episode on what a fucking dope man he was, and maybe one day we will. But he was great. And talk about fucking ahead of his time.
2: Yeah, about once a week I get uh, the urge to boot up his scenes from the uh, Lincoln movie. Just his scenes, not really the ones with Lincoln, although the interaction with uh, the two of them just sitting across a table, you know, having an argument down in the basement of the White House. I boot that one up as well because, again, he's just so great, even if it's anecdotal and paraphrasing these sorts of things that he actually said.
1: Tommy Lee Jones did a great job playing him. He did. Uh, and yeah, Thaddeus Stevens is just awesome. So, anyway, for those of you who don't know, look him up. The, the, the long and the short of it is yes, he was a senator during the Civil War era, a total Congress abolitionist. Sorry, Congressman. He was total abolitionist um, and had no patience at all for the wait-and-see argument at all. He was, this is horseshit, this is wrong. Um, he once beat a senator with his cane, or a congressman with his cane. He's just, he was amazing. He was outspoken. He constantly wrote articles in newspapers. Um, he was active, and he was one of the greatest heroes of the abolition in terms of a government official there ever was. Um, and he was amazing. And he made fucking... Lincoln looked like Strom Thurmond. Actually, come to think of it, Lincoln had most of the same views as Strom Thurmond because he was a segregationalist. In fact, <laughs> to Lincoln, a certain extent. Was, Lincoln was in favor of, of Liberia. Like, Lincoln wanted to actually deport black people back to Africa because he didn't believe that black people, white people could coexist.
2: Yes. Uh, again, I'm not going to defend Lincoln. I'm not going to defend uh, his um, point of view. But that was... What would be considered an abolitionist perspective it wasn't the hardcore uh, give uh, non black people all rights and everything that it should have been but it was still an abolitionist view no that's what
1: down motherfuckers like daddy stevens would want oh yeah totally so yeah look him up kids definitely check him out and that is why you a don't meet your heroes but when you do find one who actually is one learn everything you can because sometimes there were amazing human beings in history in the united states even though this country's terrible but yeah get rid of the tight states get rid of the fucking senators rip up the constitution i am an absolute constitution abolitionist and i think we should toss it okay uh, before we go if you i'm curious actually i'm curious yeah. to both of you because drew uh-huh. i think is gonna be closer to me but if you could wave a magic wand and it has to be destructive like you can't be like oh i want people to be happy like no what would you destroy and demolish what federal institutions or state institutions like what would you tear down to make the country better
0: Probably our our prison system mm that's hot okay, go on because I, just the prison system in the United States is fucking insane. Our idea of reforming people is is not reforming people. forget about like how much time people are actually like uh, uh sentenced to once they get there, the prisons are designed. And ran in such a way to keep people in prison, and not yeah. to make them better. You know, uh, you know, they're not—they're not there to treat them for mental illness or drug addiction or or anything like that. It's like no recidivism hard, is the goal. Yeah, it's it's like this. Well, it's not even necessarily recidivism. It's they don't even want to let them out in the mm, first place. They. You know, if if a, if an inmate acts up, you know, it's 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 a basically like a demerit. You get too many demerits, and then you go to the hole. If you do too much other stuff, then they'll add time. You know, like it, it's it's a big cycle of let's not let anybody out, and even the people that we do out let out, we don't actually actively try to make them any better if they make themselves any better, it is not because anybody in the prison system was trying to fucking help. So that's what I I That's that's what I would change is that is a fucking fire. I'll stand by. Yeah. I would, I would demolish our prison system and rebuild it from the ground fucking up to help people not be criminals anymore. There's a reason why people become criminals in the first place. And it's generally economic depression. If you, Help people stop being in economic depression, then you don't have as many criminals. So
1: yeah, again, I'll stand by that. That's, that's my that's TED talk. That's a fucking
2: great one. Thank you for coming. What about you, Drew? Uh, the Fed, like the Reserve, uh, national banks, uh, national banks, but yeah, I mean, the Fed chairman itself. I mean, the the entirety of our system is private banks that claim to be in the national interest, but really they're always on the side of industry and capitalists. They're never going to be on the side of people. They're never going to work to make sure that our monetary policies help the common man. They're always going to make sure that it uplifts the well, 1% of our society. And so that is another thing that needs to be smashed and greatly rethought.
1: Fair enough. Nice. I like it. Very good. So see everybody, things can change. Um, we can have different opinions on what needs to be destroyed, torn down, made better, improved or funded and keep the conversation coming. This is, this is what leftists need to start talking about is this kind of shit is what are we blowing up tomorrow? <laughs> so <laughs> besides besides indulging my revolution porn thank you all for being here and uh, listening to us and letting us fear your, your holes as usual uh we will be back next week and uh thanks for coming into season two of the All left really happy to have you here and uh take care don't forget to take care of yourselves take care of each other if the revolution is you